0: Hey guys, my name's Charlie Gray.
1: I'm Alison Alhamad. Hi, I'm Erica Keelan. This is Hair Godzino. I'm Kimberly
0: Tay-Hair, and you're listening to The Hair Game Podcast. Hey listeners, I'm Eric Taylor, and thank you for being here with me. I'm going to get straight to the Potaloot giveaway this week. This is a repost on salonrepublic.creators. I think our last video got like 670,000 views, so I want to get some exposure to one lucky Hair Game Podcast listener. And the winner is Zack Snyder Hair. Zack Snyder Hair, get your gram ready to go. I'm going to repost you, but of course, first you have to DM me at Love Eric Taylor or the Hair Game Podcast on Instagram. Now to Maggie Mulhern. I'm sitting here with Maggie Mulhern, Modern Salon's East Coast editor. Is that correct?
1: Beauty and fashion director.
0: Beauty and fashion director for the whole country.
1: For the whole world.
0: For the whole world. <laughs>
1: I am oh the beauty and fashion director for the world. <laughs> oh
0: my God. And here I was, I was thinking you are just East Coast.
1: But I'm on the East Coast. I'm based there, but you know, I travel well, around the world.
0: Well, now I'm nervous. Before I wasn't nervous <laughs> when I thought you were just East Coast. Now it, the whole world. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> you are. I'm
1: here on the West Coast. You so. are very
0: much here, but I wasn't sure why. I was going to ask you, but now I know why. Okay, so <laughs> To see you. I'm here to see, to see you. Well, that's why I, I assumed that you were here to see me. Okay, so uh, tell us where you're from and how you found your way to hair and or modern salon.
1: Okay, very interesting journey. Uh, I was born and raised in New Jersey, Franklin, Ridgewood, New Jersey. I now live in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey. And for all you Real Housewives fans out there, that is, yes, where the Real Housewives are from in New Jersey, where they flip tables and a lot of mobsters. Don't come at me for that one. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's that town. Uh, But I went to... Uh, Boston College in Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, with a journalism degree, graduated with a journalism degree, was a newspaper reporter, but I was a larger woman, and someone discovered me as a large size model. And I was one of the very first large size models and I was very successful. Now I would not make it because I'm not tall enough. You really have to start at 5'9 and I'm Mm 5'7. But because I was one of the first ones, I was very successful. I loved doing that and I made a lot of money. And but then all of a sudden my metabolism changed and I lost all this weight and I couldn't model anymore.
0: Were you upset that you lost the weight or were you uh, upset that you couldn't be a model anymore?
1: It's funny because I was so unhappy as a larger woman. And when I graduated from college, I was 220 pounds and I was so unhappy with that, but I was very fit. I actually played on the Boston College tennis team. So I was very fit and I was very solid and very large and in good proportion. And I knew I looked okay. I wasn't hideous looking. I was well balanced. Um, and I was wondering, why can't anybody else see this? <laughs> why is everybody coming down on me for being a large sized person?
0: And I say, wow, because the podcast listeners are listening. They're not seeing what I'm seeing, right? You're a, a woman in good shape. You know, I've always been thin. in good shape.
1: Well, I wouldn't say thin, but. Uh, I'm I'm very comfortable that. size eight. I'm very comfortable with that. Uh, I was also very comfortable when I was a size 16. Yeah. So I am very empathetic for anybody who struggles with weight. So I was a large size model. And then all of a sudden my metabolism changed. All my regular clients were like, wait, what's going on with you? And I would pad myself. I would put on oh, no. like 14 pairs of underpants. I would put socks in my bra, anything to just make me look larger. So I ended up looking insane because I had giant boobs, (laughs) a giant rear end and a smaller middle for a large size woman. So I ended up losing all my accounts. Um, And I said, all right, I can't model anymore. I wrote a beauty book for large size women, which is called Great Looks, which was published by Doubleday in the 80s. But I was down to like a size eight, 10, lost all my accounts. And I said, I need a real job and back then in the olden days you opened up a newspaper and you looked for a job there were two jobs one was for good housekeeping and one was for Modern Salon magazine at the time we are now Modern Salon media uh, I was offered both jobs and I went with Modern Salon because I liked the offices better And I said, okay, I'll do this for a year or two. You know, that'll be fun. And that was 39 years ago.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And I just love this industry. I love the whole salon world. I love the whole professional beauty world. I never dreamed that I would like it that much because I'm a trained journalist. And I just so appreciate being around hairdressers and makeup artists and nail artists and estheticians. I appreciate the art in it and just love, I love the community.
0: So, let me get this straight, because I think I heard <laughs> you right. You've been in Modern Salon for 39 years? Correct. Wow. And that's, wasn't that's, my
1: first job. So, you know, out of, out of school yeah. was not my first job.
0: Okay, so tell us about how things have changed oh my over goodness. 39 years. Talk about first, talk about the beauty industry as a whole. How have things happened in beauty, since the, you've been covering it?
1: Uh, well, the biggest thing, obviously, is social media. And I feel like I have a whole new job, a whole different job. And that totally revitalized me. Pretty much a lot of it is the same. The artists are artists. People are passionate about what they do. The biggest difference is if you wanted any kind of fame or any kind of attention, you had to live in New York or LA or Paris. Now, because of social media, you can get out there and you can live anywhere and be a star. And look at it, we're right now working on our, Modern is working on our, our 100 people to follow, and they're from all over the world. And you didn't have to wait for people to come to you. You are going to them. You are posting your own stuff. You are getting yourself out there. It is, it's so exciting for me. Right, Yeah.
0: absolutely. So it's been a disintermediation, right? Instagram allows people to distribute their own work, whereas Modern used to do that. Correct. Right. And modern still does. And modern still does, of course. Um, But how have things really changed over those 39 years
1: for Um, modern now? For modern, we are transitioning from print only or have transitioned from print only to being so strong digitally, so strong in the social community. We have more than a million followers on Instagram. We have more than 500,000 on Facebook. Uh, we're just, we are growing with our audience, or and we are so excited that we are part of the growth of individuals, mm-hmm. that when we repost people, we get to see them get new followers. I just reposted somebody on Friday, and she uh, had 50 new followers within an hour, Yeah, and that is so exciting for her, because I checked in with her, but that's so exciting for us that we're able to do this. And we all know it's not about how many followers we are, but because of the caption and because of her great picture, Mm -hmm. she earned those followers. Sure. And people who are engaged and who went to her page and said, whoa, we should follow this person. Right,
0: absolutely. So I used to read the print version of Modern Salon, and now I get that. I, I actually, I think we still get that delivered to our office, but I get, and I get excited about the, um, the emailed, version. The digital issue. The digital issue. Right. Which is just a digital version of the print issue. Yes. Just straight up, right? Like page by page.
1: Straight up. And some people prefer reading it digitally, reading the magazine digitally. And some people prefer having that magazine in their hands. I know when I travel, when I'm on a plane, I want, I bring Vanity Fair with me. Modern Salon is my favorite magazine, uh, Salon Today is my second favorite magazine, Process uh, and Texture, all of our sister publications, but I love Vanity Fair and I prefer reading it as a magazine.
0: Okay. Um, Salon Today, I'm glad you mentioned it. Uh, tell, what is the difference between Modern Salon and Salon Today?
1: Modern Salon is for every salon professional. Salon today is really for salon owners and people who wanna up their game from a business perspective. Modern Salon is, yes, we do that, but we also do the art, we do the technical skills, we tell you about new products and tools, and things that uh, not necessarily, other things that not necessarily a salon owner would wanna know about.
0: Okay, and then you named a couple other sister publications. What are those again?
1: Well, texture. Um, Texture is an insert. We have that once a year and it's all about texture. We have process, which is all about color. And process is a couple, several times a year.
0: Do you have a nail magazine?
1: So, Nails Magazine is is owned by the same company that owns us. We're owned by Bobbitt Business Media that also owns Police Magazine and Fleet Magazine and all these really cool magazines. But we also are so excited because we own Nails Magazine, which is this phenomenal team. It's a very successful publication for nail artists where they go and they can learn everything that you can learn in modern, the latest tools, techniques, products, uh, and learn about upcoming stars and existing stars in the nail world.
0: Cool. All right, so you're not a hairstylist? Correct. Okay. And you
1: can tell that by my fringe when I cut my own bangs. and <laughs> You're not you supposed
0: tell. to cut your own bangs.
1: <laughs> I know, but when right before I came here, like like last night, I was like, uh-oh, my, no my bangs are too long. <laughs> well, what was I supposed to do? You're surrounded by hairstylists, a
0: <laughs> hundred of them. Okay. Um, I understand that you're a judge in a lot of award shows, right? Yes. Okay, tell us about that. How'd you get into that? So... When you do something long enough, people
1: assume you're an expert. And I like to think that I am an expert. Again, I've been doing this for 39 years. I came in as a model. So I've been in studio for four for decades. I mean, I started that... 45 years ago when I started modeling. So I know photo shoots from the inside and the outside because I'm also an art director for Modern Salon. I shoot most of our covers. I shoot most of our features. And
0: So you shoot them physically? You're, you're, no, no, I'm not a photographer. Okay, <laughs> no, you're, you don't but want me you're to an art director. Me. I'm an art okay.
1: director. I uh, assemble the team and I am on set directing things. If, if the outfit doesn't look right, I will say this this isn't working. If I see that the hair is better from a different angle, um, I will reposition the model. I sometimes am there holding the leaf blower. I work very closely with our photographer, Roberto Roberto Legresti, who has more hair covers than any other photographer, I would say, in the world. Because he's been working with us for like 12 years, and he does most of our covers. Uh, and he's won Naha. He's won a ton of awards wow. himself. He is a hair specialist. He's amazing. Based in New York. Wow. From okay. Milan, Italy.
0: So what are some of the shows that you've judged?
1: It's probably easier to think of the shows that I haven't judged. Okay. I've judged Naha, I've uh, well at Trend Vision, uh, Goldwell Color Zoom, all these amazing competitions. There are so many phenomenal competitions out there.
0: Okay, so those are big ones, those are the big ones. So you've done most of the big ones?
1: I've done all the big ones. You've done all I, the big I'm ones. I'm trying to think of one that I haven't judged, of the big <laughs> ones. I just got invited and I, I accept any time I'm offered to judge something, I say yes. I am so honored. It blows my mind every time I see the images that come up. I I mean, it's the coolest thing to be able to judge something.
0: And you're traveling all over the world to do this? Yes. Wow. All right. So somebody who's been behind the scenes for so many years doing this kind of a thing, what valuable advice do you have for hairdressers out there uh, particularly those who haven't been part of award shows, that maybe you're thinking about it.
1: Okay, so the way these work Naha, Trend Vision, Color Zoom they all basically start with a photograph, and then the photograph gets you in ultimately to the live competition, and that's for Trend Vision and Color Zoom, Goldwell's Color Zoom. Uh, Naha is strictly photos. So I have so much great advice that people don't even think about until they hear this, that number one, if you can find out who the judges are, that's huge. Because if the judges are consumer editors or consumer people, they are not gonna understand a lot of the things that we do in the professional world. They're gonna be so thrown by by severe undercuts or uh, color melts or rainbow, they're gonna be so thrown by that and I've witnessed some of the competitions that I've been at w- with a consumer judge, and she's like, ah, well, i don't I don't get this." And she is going for the safest picture. So if you can find out who the judges are, you can gear if if your goal is to win, you know you have to know what your goal is because well, sometimes sh- yeah. people are just they want to just get great pictures for their salons okay. to hang in their salons. but it would be
0: also nice to win.
1: correct. so if you if your goal is to win, and you can find out who the judges are. That's huge.
0: All right. So who, are, who composed these judge panels along with you? Is it, is it uh, like for, let's start with Naha.
1: So Naha, it's very interesting because I've judged Naha from the beginning. And the way we used to do it, we used to sit in a room. There would be a judge from Canada. I would be from the trade world. They would have a consumer judge. There were maybe 10 of us. Former winners, okay. big name hairdressers, and they would put up slides, and then we would narrow it down from there. Now, what they do is hold on.
0: They'd put up a slide, and are you like yelling a number one to ten, and no. then, or you're writing Every, it down yeah, very quietly because you quiet. don't want to
1: influence the other judge,
0: right? Okay.
1: And. Uh, yeah, and but in the beginning, it was really tedious because they put up like every every entrant. Right. So it was like, good God, you know, you would have to carve out a few days to do it.
0: Really? Yeah. You'd be there for a few days?
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Two days. Okay. Two full days. Okay. So then they started narrowing it down. The ones that they knew were just not going to make it, the lighting is bad, uh, something is not right about it, they didn't follow the rules. Uh those are the people that were eliminated. So then it just got smaller and smaller and smaller. Now what they do, it's great. They have preliminary judges who narrow it down to five in each category and then they have the final judges and I've been mixed up. I've done the preliminary judging, maybe 20 years ago, I was doing the preliminary judging and then they would bring in the celebrity judges or former winners and they would base it on those five. Now I'm one of the final judges where I get the five in each category mm. and pick which one I think wins.
0: Okay. Um, let's look at, let's talk about color zoom. What, like, how do they judge?
1: Color is fabulous. That's Goldwell's Color Zoom. They hold it once a year, and I say to everybody, enter that. Uh, anybody can enter it as long as you use Goldwell color. Doesn't mean you have to be a Goldwell salon. You just have to use the Goldwell color for your entry. Uh, the dirty little secret for this one and for just about every competition, not a lot of people enter.
0: And okay. So when you say not a lot of people, what are you talking about? how many people
1: nobody ever gives me the exact numbers okay Uh, i know naha gets the most entries out of all of these Mm. but these competitions you really have to put yourself out there you know you have to it's it's so courageous when people enter these competitions because they're putting their work up to be judged and it's it's a hard thing to do I, i can't even imagine what it takes to do that i wouldn't do that i would be so afraid so i get it so when i see these things so when I just judged Goldwell's Color Zoom, and I asked them every single time how many people entered, and they will never give me the number, and they said they had fewer entrants for this one. I said, why? And it's because you have to follow a trend, or you're given the idea for the trend, and it was a very strong trend. Interesting. So, in many cases, the person I was asking said, I think people had trouble finding models. Uh. So that's always, and you have to do it. You have to do the, you have to follow the trend. Mm -hmm. And the trend isn't like, do it exactly like this. This is
0: the blueprint. Give me an example. What was the last trend?
1: You have to have a tuft of of hair coming out of the crown or something, or you had to have a couple of the elements. You had to have a powerful line uh, of color, like a strong color, like a purple or a coral. Throughout it, you it, you know you are given various elements, and this was a very strong trend. That's
0: a really specific criteria, but
1: you don't have to do all of those. You have to okay. do a couple of the elements.
0: Okay, but that's kind of nice because they're telling you what to do versus starting with a completely blank uh, slate, and you're like, oh boy, what am I going to do of the hundreds of ideas that I have?
1: Right. So they give you the trend to use as a guide and you have to have a couple of the elements and then they vet it before the judges come in so that if this one didn't use Goldwell color and they can tell, they, look, they have technicians look at this and they say, oh, no, I know they didn't use this color because this is not what they would have had. Or they don't have any of the elements. They don't have either the panel of color or the tuft or the, um, they even give you fashion ideas. So if you don't have any of the elements, you're not, you don't make it to the finals.
0: All right so we don't know how many people enter but i'm going to say hundreds
1: there's three different categories i'm going to say it's maybe just hundreds and they have to eliminate several right from the get-go because the photography isn't good
0: of course the lighting blows it so what you're saying is regardless of how many people if you enter you have a pretty good chance of winning probably much better chance of winning than than the hairdresser listening to this thinks
1: yes and even if you don't, just getting to the finals is very exciting. Just getting to be those 12 photos that we are judging, that's so exciting.
0: You get exposure from that.
1: Exposure, 100%, because the other judges are there, wait, who did that? That's pretty cool. And they blow it up, and they make it this beautiful presentation, and then you get to keep that picture. Right. But that's the other thing I was saying, that, that you have to know, is your goal to win, or is your goal to get get a great picture? And I really think the goal should be to get a great picture because whether you win or place or whatever, you still have that great picture sure. to put up in your salon, and have people say, "Oh, what is that?" And I did that. I entered Goldwell's Color Zoom.
0: Right. I mean, you can have both goals, right? Right. I mean, I'm going to do this thing, and it's one bit of effort, and I'm going to get uh, two two valuable things out of it. Right. I may not win, may not get to the finals, but at least I tried and at least I got this really great photo. You're
1: getting more than two because you're also getting the experience. And every time you do it, you get better and better. You're getting another goal, which is meeting people who are like-minded. You're meeting a makeup artist, you're meeting a photographer, you're working with models. All of th- the entire experience is so valuable. And people just get better and better and better.
0: Let's talk about that. You mentioned that people, um, or at least Goldwell suspected that pe- or maybe you suspected that people had trouble getting models. What's the best way to get a model?
1: Okay. That is something. Oh, when you asked what's changed, that's probably one of the biggest changes that because of things like Instagram and Craigslist and SwipeCast, which is what we use in New York. I don't know if that's a, a national I've thing. I've never heard of it, but uh, okay. SwipeCast is what we use in New York to get models okay. and models who are with real agencies, but they're they're not happy with their with their agencies. Right. They're not giving them enough jobs, so they'll go on this thing called SwipeCast. We use it all the time. Yeah. Um, so you can get a model that way. It's hard to get color. Mo- it's always hard to get color models, especially when it's purple or there's an area of the head that's shaved, but you can get it. Yeah. So that's one of the things that it's easier to get models these days, yeah. even if you're doing the extremes.
0: Yeah. So put an ad on Craigslist or go to Craigslist. There's probably a section on there and just look around, right?
1: or even fellow hairdressers go to beauty schools that's a great place cuz beauty schools that's a big schools.
0: time place
1: yeah cuz beauty schools you know here are you people who are, you're meeting with people who are just already into the whole color thing or yep. the hair cutting thing or the whole hairdressing thing and then in the case of something like Goldwell's color zoom you get a phenomenal trip
0: i've interviewed several of our uh, hairstylists at uh Tony and Guy Academy Vidal Sassoon uh, Paul Mitchell Academy And one of the biggest uh, things that they enjoyed about the experience was all of the either assistants or hair models that they got out of the crowd.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and again, you're building your own community. And for example, here's the, the Goldwell Color Zoom. We're all going to Vienna in the fall of 2019. Vienna is the finals. So Goldwell, if you make their finals, Goldwell flies in you, your model. Maybe it's just you and your model. But, and, and usually the whole salon comes to support you. They put you up, they treat you like royalty. It's fabulous. Amazing. And yeah, I mean, I've been in Sweden with them. I've been around the world with them. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing competition. It is the perfect size. Everything about that color zoom is
0: perfect. And as far as photographers, finding photographers, same deal, right? Craigslist, um, put something out on social media. Ask around. Go
1: to schools that offer photography. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these, I know, I just judged the color zoom and uh, I know some of those were shot with, with um, a cell phone. With oh, a 10. Really? Yeah, a couple of those were shot with a 10.
0: Wow, amazing.
1: Yeah, and you, you start to network. People start to meet each other and you just learn from each other who's, who's doing what and you'd be surprised some photographers, great photographers will do it because they just want to enter. Right. So everybody, it's called a test. Everybody gets together to do it. So you don't really necessarily have to spend a lot of money
0: right, to right. get something great. Okay. Uh, any other valuable advice?
1: Huge advice. So for example, again, I, I'm fresh off of Goldwell Color Zoom and yeah. I, again, Naha. So when we're judging these things, pretty much everything's fabulous. Everything we're judging is fabulous. So it's like, oh my goodness, I have to eliminate some things because I want everything to win. So you start going through and like, who didn't follow the rules? So that makes it very easy. If you're not following the rules, if those elements, if you're told you have to have three of the elements in there and they're not in there, phew, I love, love, love this picture. It should win, but that person didn't follow the rules. So you're out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something huge. Follow the rules, know the judges if you can. And then when you're assembling your team, uh, who do you think is the most important person on the team?
0: Ooh. You're asking me?
1: Yeah, like when you're putting your team together, which of all of those people, your photographer, your makeup artist, your fashion stylist, your nail artist, your model, who's the most important?
0: I would say photographer. The model. The model.
1: 100% the model, because if you have a model who cannot carry you off the look, the, no matter, you know, your, your photographer could be the best in the world and he can only do so much. But isn't it or your she? job
0: to match the look to the model?
1: Yes, but if you're doing something extreme mm-hmm. and you only have one person who comes in and says, "I'll do it, you know put a tuft at my <laughs> crown and shave off the back of my head and yeah I'll, I'll go purple." OK So your model is the most important, and there are tricks If your model isn't fabulous, but she'll do it, there are tricks to you can do cool glasses. You can, if she doesn't have a great jawline, you have her put her hand up. Oh, nobody can see this. (laughs) You put your hand up to pretty much mask what's going on there. Or just have her total profile. Total but profile and put the hand up. A good
0: photographer would know that, right?
1: Yes, but again, you know, if it, you know, who are you working with? Are you right. working with Roberto Legresti? Or it
0: you could know. be a free dude down the street, right? Yeah.
1: And you know, because because I want everybody to enter these competitions, and you know, you have to get who you can get, but but a good photographer would know that. Just angling people. Um, if you can't find the five foot ten inch model, because you're really just doing, it's called beauty when it's head and shoulders. Uh, She can be four foot 11 as long as she has a long neck. Mm -hmm. And you say, why do you want somebody with a long neck? Because then you have more options with the hair. You can give her a bob and it's not hitting her shoulders. So always look for a long neck. If you're going to be doing it up to check out her ears because it's hard to Photoshop ears. If she has sticky out ears, you know that might be a deal breaker for you. But that model is the most important. I, I have this conversation with Roberto all the time. You know, let we yeah. have to get the right model.
0: Right. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So
1: And as you and I know, we can filter a lot of things. We had a whole <laughs> conversation beforehand. <laughs> we did. That, yeah, About I just love filters. <laughs> Life should be
0: behind a filter. We should all just wear special glasses around.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice?
0: <laughs> that would be so cool. And then uh, my glasses would talk to your glasses, and before you looked at me, they would make your glasses subtle filter, so I was filtered.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What a special world do you live maybe in. Maybe
0: that's our business. That's our next business. <laughs> Great advice. Um, keep, it, keep it coming.
1: Okay, so let's just talk about assembling your team. Okay. So we already know you have your photographer. However, you got him or her, you've gone on Craigslist, or you've gone to a school, an art school, or a college that has a photography department. You also have to have a fashion stylist and you can do it yourself. But if you have somebody who has access to great clothing or great style, that always helps the f- Uh, Photograph, And one thing to keep in mind, if you are shooting head and shoulders, you don't want to have straps, just little spaghetti straps, because once it's cropped out, it's just going to look kind of silly. Mm. So if you work with someone who knows fashion, you want detail around the neck and around the shoulders, but you don't want overwhelming detail, because it will take away from the hair or the beauty that you're showing.
0: That makes sense. Now, is that somebody that you should expect to have to pay for?
1: Again, if you're doing what we call a test, everyone knows every person on your team is doing it for free because they want to either enter the competition. They want to get their name out there. They want to then have that photograph that, that they can use on their own platforms that they can use on their own social media. Okay. I mean, we we work with Rod Navoa, who is probably the best fashion stylist in the world. Okay. He's used a lot for Naha. He's used, he just has access to the best designers. He gets it. He comes in with things that he always puts his models in heels, even if we're shooting it three quarters or halfway up because he knows she's going to feel better. So these models come out and it's always like a, a gasp moment when these models walk out after being dressed by Rod. and. When we all gasp, it makes the model feel even better, so she's even better on the set.
0: Right, okay. I Uh. like a
1: team that has harmony because, um, again, when I was a model, this is such an interesting story. When I was a model, I remember I was shooting something and it had the word sample, the the sweater had the word sample across it, so the photographer said, and this is before we were all photoshopping things, the photographer said, hold your arm to cover the word sample. had my arm covering it like this and he goes now move around and accidentally my arm moved a little bit and it showed the word sample he goes i hate you fat models you fat models don't know what you're doing you ruin every shot and ironically what's really funny is once i left modeling and finished writing the book and started working at modern that same photographer contacted me for a job
0: and you said and i said
1: absolutely not because for me for a modern shoot. I like to think of us as the Disney of photo shoots. We have so much fun. <laughs> we, every, our days are perfect when we do photo shoots and I want everyone happy and there to be harmony. Some people thrive on tension, but mm. not at Modern. If you come to a Modern photo shoot, I, I can tell you in my 39 years with Modern, I've probably had two bad shoots where, where things weren't working out. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's always so much, ha- we're always so happy and have so much fun. And for me, what works best for me and for Modern is that we assemble people who are just there to do a good job, get great results and have fun while we're doing it. Right. So Rod fits into that. Roberto LaGressi, the photographer, Rod Navoa, the fashion stylist. And we generally use David Matterich as our makeup artist who is He just knows what he's doing. He won Naha last year. He's fabulous. He's a fabulous makeup artist. He knows how to go extreme. He knows how to go light. And we try to do things that we call evergreen so that if you look at that shot from a makeup perspective, because the hair we always try to keep pre-trend. We like to predict the trends, but we don't want to do makeup that's so outrageous that somebody picks up the magazine or looks at us in two years and say, what the hell was that? I remember those big like, rectangle boxes that used to be eyeshadow that was in and out in six months. Yeah. Um, I, uh, David wasn't available. I worked with another makeup artist. I'm like, wait, what is that? And he goes, that's very on trend. And I said, will that be on trend in two years? No, change it. Yeah. But we just have wonderful, wonderful shoots. So when I say assemble a team, make sure that it's a bunch of people who are like-minded, who yeah. fit together, They're, you don't need drama. That's the last place you need drama. Right. And always have a nail artist, because uh, think of the judges again. And when I judge things, I always think, what would look great on the cover of a magazine? And if you have the model, great model, her hair is great her makeup is great and she's got her hand there and she's got chewed up nails. (laughs) We're not running that on a cover. So always think of the details. Go head to toe, what isn't right, and don't think, you know, the makeup, they're really looking at the hair, the makeup is okay. That's not good enough. It's gotta be great. So whenever you're entering a competition, look at those little details. Look at what she's wearing, her nails, her makeup. You've already got the hair. Oh, and that's the other thing. When you're looking for a model, don't say, pick a model because she has great hair. You're gonna make the hair great. One of my favorite models is this model named Snow in New York. We use her all the time. She has like nothing. You pull her hair back in a ponytail and it's a pencil. She is our favorite model because you are going to make the hair look great. You're yeah. going to add extensions or you're going to poof it up and, and make it yeah. fabulous.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like it, in order to, to develop a good team, it might take a couple different times together, right? Because... You're talking about personalities, getting everybody on the same page. Um, someone takes a leadership position and everybody else you know, uh, falls into line to some degree, right? Yeah. You can't have a bunch of cooks in the kitchen Correct. fighting over creative control. You
1: know, I'm glad you brought that up because at a photo shoot, make sure you know who's the boss. Yes. And the boss is usually the art director Uh, or editor, and that's why I call myself an art director slash editor, because at the photo shoot, basically it's gonna fall on me, I'm in charge. This is a funny story, I don't wanna take up too much time, but we were at a, a photo shoot, and for some reason, there were so many people in the studio, there were 14 people in the studio, and a guy walks in with a gun, and I don't know why the door was open, but he walks in with a gun, and everybody was kinda sitting in the middle, and he grabs the model, and he puts the gun to her head. Now, I was at one end of the studio and I look over and all he's just saying, F, F, F. He's shouting out F notes. Don't anyone effing move. And I look over and I I thought it was a blow dryer. I mean, it was a really, I'm like, who is this guy using F notes (laughs) at a modern shoot? Yeah, you're like, everybody's
0: having fun. This is a modern shoot. Yeah,
1: what is that guy doing? So all of a sudden, when he said, when he said, don't anybody move or I'm going to blow her head off, I'm like, (gasps) oh, wait a minute. This is kind of real. So I, of course, ran into the bathroom and locked the door. (laughs) Such a a hero. I can't believe this. It was horrible. It was horrible. And then my photographer, who was at the other end of the studio, literally jumped out the window. We were on the third floor and he jumped out on a fire escape so and he ran down but another hero he denies he said i was running for help i'm like yeah 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 Yeah, i am at least admitting i was i was scared (laughs) so i ran in locked the door and then afterwards once the guy realized that he lost my photographer he lost me once he realized that people had scattered he just grabbed a couple purses and ran so i came out and i'm like oh my god this is a disaster what do we do what do we do and i'm like wait a minute this is on me you know i'm i'm the one who's in charge here, yeah. so you know we called the police, and and I said I have to take a leadership role. Yeah. This has nothing really to do with a photo shoot, but know who's the boss.
0: Well, and it's a it's a great story. Obviously, uh, typically at the end of the interview, I ask the hairdressers for a hair horror story. I was going to ask you <laughs> for some sort of award show. Horror story or photo shoot horror story. So that was it.
1: I have a few more, but that, that's okay. Okay, that's, well, that you was can give us
0: another one at the end then. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, so somebody's got to be in charge. Now, if we're talking about the independent hairdresser who's, who's compiled a team, who's going to uh, submit their work to an award show, they probably aren't going to have an art director. I mean, it's. They're seems the art director. They are the hairdresser. The art is- They're the one who's in charge. Yeah. Okay. I just want to clarify that. Yeah. So,
1: so the hairdresser for something like this, the hairdresser is the art director. And I often will work with Roberto again, because he knows. So he and I work very closely together as art directors, but the bottom line is it falls on me.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, any other items of advice?
1: Yes. Don't risk if, if you really want to win something, don't risk something like having the model
0: smoke having the model, model have smoke have a model with a cigarette like take a break
1: no 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 or, in the picture in oh, the picture don't
0: do something controversial yeah in don't the don't
1: have her infer don't have her smoking because why risk it why risk it's it it's just not worth it because you're going to have the judging panel who uh, just so everyone knows unless this law has changed a model is not allowed to be smoking in a picture unless she's 25 or older
0: now I this didn't was know the, that.
1: this was the law 20 years ago, it may have changed. Okay. So automatically you're saying how old the model is, that mm-hmm. she's at least 25. Not that that's a bad thing, yeah. but why make it an issue?
0: It seems to distract, right? Correct. Don't do anything that, that distracts.
1: Right. Just, right, just make it all about your beauty. If it's makeup that you're entering, make it about that. I mean, just, why risk it? Because you're gonna have people who have been trying to quit smoking for 10 years and they're like, oh, they're angry. Or mm-hmm. somebody who's anti-fur and they're angry. Right. So they're, they're just, yeah. So don't, it's not worth the risk.
0: Okay, Uh, any others?
1: Yes. Okay, good. I think I have one more. Well, we can just keep going. Um, The details, and the details we kind of discussed that think about the angles of the model. So again, this could be something if you are really doing some, uh, oh, all right. So you're doing an updo and you spend hours on this updo and it's the most fabulous updo you've ever created. Are you shooting her from the back? You have to realize that unless you are entering a back shot, it's, don't waste your time there. Maybe move the thing off to the side so you're getting at least some kind of a profile shot. You could do the cliché shot, which I happen to like these, but everybody does those, where you're having the model look into the mirror and you're shooting her from the back so you're getting her face in the back. Just so you know, that's like a, a cliché shot. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's bad, but that's been done a lot.
0: Um, halo so points would be lost for that sounds like you being the judge you're kind of saying it's not great you're I would dismissing not it by saying it's I would not shot.
1: be dismissive and don't forget I've been doing this for a long time oh, yeah. so maybe there are going to be new judges who haven't seen that before okay um, so again, know your judges okay if everybody is has been working with the trade magazine for thirty nine years <laughs> oh they've seen it before and that doesn't mean it's bad if they've seen it before but but try to see the kinds of things that, have, that win and learn from that. And that means you can go the total extreme opposite, but see the kinds of things that have won in the past. And mm-hmm. it's always a great model and it's always great photography.
0: Right, right. Okay, what's next?
1: If you have a model, you've entered the competition and she's four foot 11, but has a great long neck and you get the best picture ever. If you are entering something like Goldwell Color Zoom that has a live element or, well, a trend vision that has a live element. The photo gets you into the finals and then at the finals, the model comes out live
0: and, and you that's what you're judged on.
1: You're judged 50% on the photo and then 50% on the live model. So I'm going to give you a little story. So I was judging Goldwell and I did the prejudging. And I, there was this one model, I just, I can't believe how fabulous this is. This is my favorite. I've never seen a picture like this. It is so amazing. The model was blonde. I mean, rem- I remember it to this day, she, um, her hair was almost like a triangle. It was very curly and white blonde, and she had the long neck, and, and it was, I, 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 it, it was a triangle. It was so fabulous and clever and creative and followed the rules, and she was beautiful. Gave that number one. That was my number one. That's going to win. Then came the live element where this is 50%, you're determining who's gonna win. The model walks out, she was schlumpy, she had her head down, she couldn't carry the look, she looked depressed and angry, and she walked out and I was, and even though her hair looked good, the rest of it was a disaster, and I was embarrassed that I had given that number one. And that went from number one to the bottom, bottom of the barrel, simply because she could not carry it off. She was the wrong model.
0: No poise.
1: Beyond no poise, just like angry to be there and unhappy, unhappy, which is cool for some looks, but, and she doesn't have to be all smiley and laughing, but it just looks so wrong. And she was miserable and, and I was actually embarrassed that I had given that so many, but like, I was like, oh my God, who's going to see that? I had given that number one.
0: Wow so, so there 's a i mean there 's a psychological, element. and as you 're talking it 's so obvious now that the model is so important, yeah, but there 's a psychological element to that too, almost like a sport you know you, before you go out for the game you 've got to get yourself psyched up and in the in the mood right
1: yeah, so if you 're doing Naha, which is photos only
0: right Different. then
1: then it doesn 't matter yeah she could have been that model with the Christmas tree head and um, with the long neck, who just looked amazing in that one photo, yeah. and she could have won. Yeah. But if there's a live element, you have to double check your model. It's funny, and some of these sh- um, some of these shows, your model gets the trip. Some model is going to get this great trip to Vienna, and sometimes the model can't make it. Sure. And I'm wondering if that's deliberate. Like they get they get into the finals, and they know <laughs> this model's not going to carry it off in the live, and they replace the model. I don't know interesting that would be very (laughs) very stealth (laughs) it would be
0: okay all right so keep going down the list
1: no no that was that was pretty much it the um
0: i just want to review for everybody listening judges judges
1: make sure you know who the judges are right make sure you get the best model for the job uh the team assemble the best team and in my case for modern, we like a harmonious team. Yeah. You might want a little tension. That does not work for me. Follow the rules yeah. because we're looking to eliminate people because all the entries are so fabulous that we're looking for an excuse to eliminate to. them. Yeah, The details, which is makeup, fashion, and the angles. Yeah. And then don't do things that, unless this is something you ha- are going to have your own fabulous fur shot, you're doing five or six pictures of furs for your salon. Too many judges are going to, right off the bat, say, forget it.
0: Right. To, uh, to, you're distracting with potential controversy.
1: Oh, you know what? There's another one. Um, I know certain photographers who just love skinny, skinny, skinny models. And they, uh, there was, I spoke to this one photographer. I said, this. I feel bad for this model. Like, he shot her from the back, and she had a backless dress on. And you could literally see her ribs. Someone
0: needed to feed her. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I could not get past that. Yeah, it was so disturbing, Unhealthy. especially in this day and age of all eating disorders. I I could not, even though the hair was really nice and the makeup was, everything else was really nice. That was so distracting, mm. and painful. And I said this to the photographer, and he goes, "Well, maybe I could." Maybe, he was he was asking me before he entered it's in a competition. He goes, "Maybe I could smooth it out." And I said, "Well, yeah, but maybe you could cover it with clothing because that's just too upsetting to most women." to most women who are are concerned about eating disorders and women who have had eating disorders or if you have children who have eating disorders, it's alarming.
0: Okay. So, so we covered those and all of those are great points. This next question is difficult. You've, you've answered it in some ways, but I want to ask, ask it more directly. What are you looking for as a judge? Is it uniqueness? Is it taste? Is it difficulty? Is it something uh, uh, that you've never seen before? Is it creativity? Is it?
1: I've inv- I'm invited to judge these things, me, because of my magazine experience. I think maybe my modeling experience or the fact that I've done so many photo shoots. I mean, I've done personally thousands of photo shoots over the years. Um, I try to bring in all those elements. For me, I go in with the head what would modern put on the cover of the magazine? So everything you said, uniqueness, uh, um, Diffica- talent, difficulty, yeah. uh, following the trend, you know what mm-hmm. is a pre-trend, all of that mm-hmm. goes into it. It's easy for me as a judge to go in there. Yeah. If I go in and the nails are really messed up that they miss that detail, that, that one becomes easy to eliminate. And again, yep. we're looking to eliminate things because they're all so good. Right. So yeah, so that's, um, I know I've been on judging panels where they have the technical judges, where the technical judges come in and they say, there's no way with that formula listed that that could have been accomplished. Or from a technical standpoint, that looks horrible. And even though, I, at this point, even though I cannot execute it, and again, I'm the hugest fan of hairdressers because I'm so impressed with the things that they can do and nail artists and makeup I'm just so impressed. Uh, I, I'm not brought in really for the technical expertise. Mm-hmm. I was on a judging panel once with this during the live part of the judging and, and they had an educator there. And I said, why are you here? And she said, I'm deliberately going around to see if they're sloppy because if they're sloppy we don't want them representing whoever wins this is representing goldwell and she goes i want to make sure that they're not throwing foils around that the it's not messy on the floor whereas i would love that i mean i i want a jackson pollock (laughs) (laughs) i I love it when there's there's a big mess everywhere Mm -hmm. but she said representing us so so again know your judges and know what they're looking for. Because if they are actually looking for educators, you're gonna be judged on that. If you're neat and clean and your partings are nice and you're doing the right timing and you're not uh, not crazy on set. I mean, I I was judging this one and the guy, I didn't understand what language he was speaking. This was again at Goldwell Color Zoom. He was screaming. He was screaming because he needed help with something. And then, and then I couldn't under, understand how this guy was gonna get everything done. There was 20 minutes left Uh, because they have three hours in live competition, and she still has foils in her hair. I'm like, all right, this guy's, and and he did pull it off. I remember when the model came in, you could tell her hair was wet and it was good. It wasn't great, but he was just so crazy on set and then dragging her off to the shampoo area. I'm like, all right, this is interesting.
0: How much does the artist's reputation come into play?
1: Zero, because these and i gotta say everybody always says this oh these are fixed naha oh they know who's gonna win it's who's ever a sponsor goldwell oh they they're only doing big salons these are 100 percent the judge the the competitions i do are 100 percent fair we do them blind for example naha my makeup artist will come to me and goes, Maggie, this is what I entered in Naha. And he shows me the picture. I'm like, why'd you do that, David? Now I'm, not going, I'm going to eliminate myself from the makeup category. Why? Why won't you judge it anyway and judge me? And I said, because I'm a, good ju- I'm a fair judge. Mm-hmm. I, now I'm tainted.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: now it's just not fair, so I will not judge that category. I can tell you, at least from my perspective, everything is so fair. It is blind. Reputation has nothing to do with it
0: that was my next question i was gonna because i've heard that for years you know nahas rigged because of sponsors this is that that's this
1: i hear that all the time too oh they won because they had so many followers oh they won because we don't know that so it's blind it's 100 percent blind everything yeah. i've done
0: yeah. and
1: you know do they go back and kind of do fancy pants stuff with it i don't think so because i know the ones that are my favorites always end up in the top three
0: before it gets to you, who's filtering them?
1: So um, I know for Naha, they have a panel of people who go through and vet them and make sure, for example, you're supposed to send in three pictures of in texture and they send in five right. and they, or they send following in two. Following the rules. Following the rules or the lighting is just so bad that they know we're right. not gonna bother our judges with this. Or they're from, um, they're not really with a salon or they're really not hairdressers. They do. They have people, the Naha group that go through and they vet all of these pictures before they get to us.
0: Very interesting. Okay. What do you say to the hairdressers who are frustrated because they've entered a a couple times and they haven't won?
1: Keep entering. Uh, I know. uh, I'm trying to think of this one hairdresser who entered 10 times and finally won.
0: Where does somebody go to get honest feedback and advice? Let's say they haven't won, they, they um, I, uh, here's a good question, if somebody doesn't follow the rules, if they enter five photos instead of three, if they didn't do the puff on top of the head, whatever, are, do they know why they didn't win or they just they just aren't in the finalists?
1: I don't know what the brands do. I don't know if Wella contacts people and says, you did not win because. I don't know if somebody doesn't get into the finals and they contact Wella. I want to see the judging sheets. I don't know.
0: I would imagine that's virtually impossible to do. I mean, that sounds like a tremendous amount of man hours to let and people everybody get angry. know. People
1: get angry I'm, when they don't make the finals.
0: I'm sure. So I'm just curious, if I was a hairdresser doing this and I keep losing, um, and I keep losing for really good reasons. I'm losing because I'm not following the rules, or I'm losing because my light sucks, or, but yet nobody's telling me because I'm in a, my own little echo chamber. Are there people who consult on this kind of thing?
1: I don't know. I would consult for free. Uh-oh. Should I say that? (laughs) You stepped in it, and that's exactly
0: what I was trying to get you to do.
1: I I would consult, but I'm telling you right now, the things that I've said, make sure your lighting's good, work with professionals, make sure your lighting's not coming from the back. Because you and I were talking about this earlier. You know, how do you get reposted on modern? Yeah. So much of it has to do, you're all doing great hair. Everybody's doing such great hair and great makeup and great nails. But now, because we are, you can shoot from the back of the head. All you need is really good lighting. If the hair's good, if you have the lighting coming from behind you, if you have natural light hitting the hair, go look at some of the people that are doing so well. Look, go go look at Guy Tang's pictures. I've been with Guy. We walked outside on Lexington Avenue in New York City and I watched him move the model around until he had the perfect lighting. And then he took out his iPhone 6 at the time and got this unbelievable picture. Yeah, so you can get great pictures with your iPhone or with your with your cell phone as long as you're lighting it right You already have the great hair and people will send things to me and they say how come you don't run my pictures? And it's because are you honest? Oh, I'm very honest me. Oh, I'm very honest and it's usually because of the lighting.
0: Yeah We have similar conversations with people. I I I, I try to be honest, but I don't want to upset people you know, and and there are hairdressers, you know, right? You know, they work in our salon, so I, I don't want to upset them, and I don't want to be an asshole, but I want them to understand. So we, like I was telling you before we started recording this, our marketing team goes out to each salon and they work with everybody one on one, you know, to make sure that they get the best picture. Show them how to get the best picture. Get the best picture.
1: Everybody should have so, a ring light. Yeah. Or whatever these are. These are fabulous. Yeah. Great lights here.
0: Thanks. Yeah. I mean, Amazon, (laughs) right? This stuff is so cheap. Maggie's talking about these two little panel lights. They're actually not that little, but I think they're 640 LEDs per panel. And Amazon for like $100 each. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous how easy and cheap this is. Every salon
1: or suite owner should have have these. Yeah. Because clients want to take them themselves or take the client outside or just, yeah. I'm sorry I interrupted you.
0: No, no, no. You didn't. Let's say you are not at Modern Salon and you are not worried about upsetting manufacturers or people or this or that, and I handed you a wand, a magic wand, and you can wave it and change anything about the industry, what would it be?
1: Wow. Why don't you just throw something at me and, (laughs) you know, could you at least give me like 10 minutes. What would I change? I'll tell you what what I'm so excited about. I know I'm not answering your question, but how social media, particularly Instagram, has just opened up the doors for so many people and that people are getting attention that deserve to get attention, Mm -hmm. and particularly women. Mm -hmm. Because I know in the olden days before all of this, I would get called on a telephone landline on a regular basis, and it was always a guy, hi, Maggie, I want to do a cover shoot with you. and no, women would never, would never mm-hmm. put themselves out there like that. And now, because of social media, they don't have to directly call somebody, they're just putting their stuff up there. So women now are getting the attention. Again, we're assembling our 100. 90% of the industry is female. So women are now becoming stars. Mm-hmm. That before would, would have been, they're not, we're not aggressive enough to come out and really push for ourselves. Whereas mm-hmm. guys are great. Guys are like, oh yeah, I'm, g- I'm just gonna call and get a cover with Modern. Whereas a woman would be, oh my God, I would never do that. And now because of social media, we can find them. So that's not answering your question. What would I change? The best hairdresser in the world is Eva Scrivo, who does my hair. Of
0: course.
1: <laughs> who does my color and my cut. And even though my hair is down my waist, she does cut it. And we do have an issue about that. And we talk about social media all the time. And she has very few followers. And although she's doing extremely well right now, I'm nervous for people like Eva Scrivo in the future that because they don't have the big following, clients will just go elsewhere. They'll ultimately come back to her because she is so amazing. But I wish it didn't mean so much for people who are day-to-day doing work that they're going to lose clients For those hairdressers who are so talented, I'm so sorry for them for losing clients because of people with big Instagram followings.
0: So you wish that the clients didn't put so much stock in it. Mm, yes, well said, well said,
1: exactly that. I wish that clients could see through Instagram and see that yes, that's filtered or we're just shooting that from the back or I'm cropping out the top of the head because I don't want you to see the root area that I messed up, that clients didn't didn't play around because they're so drawn to the images that they see on Instagram. And we know that we know people will go to an Instagram star. Clients will go to an Instagram star. Oh, I'll tell you. All right. I got it. This is a huge concern of mine. And I can't believe I'm going to say this publicly, but because there are people who know how to take great pictures and have huge Instagram followings and clients will fly in from around the world and will go to these people and will have their hair destroyed because that hairdresser just puts up great pictures, but really doesn't know, isn't educated enough. And that's why I'm so excited that you guys offer education, that the hairdresser not educated enough, messes up the hair. The client says, Oh my God, I just spent $2,000 flying here, putting myself up in a hotel, getting my hair messed up, goes into CVS, buys box color, brown box color, goes, puts it on her head. and I will never do that again. <sighs> and then the industry loses a client. Yeah. That is very concerning to me. I think that a lot of people are great on Instagram and they don't keep up with their education. Mm -hmm. So that is probably my biggest concern. Stay on top of your education. Learn from real professionals. Don't go to YouTube where people aren't vetted who are teaching you how to do color who really don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Go to real professionals and brands all these brands that you represent here at Salon Republic. All these brands have phenomenal educators Mm -hmm. and these people know what they're doing and they've been vetted by the brands and they're going to teach you how to do a color correction and they're going to teach you how to formulate so that you're not messing up the client. Right. When you have that tough client that comes in and you're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah, You'll know because yeah. you're educated.
0: That's great. Okay, so you gave us a really good uh, horror story. I guess we would call that a photo shoot horror story. Do you have any good award show horror stories for us?
1: Horror stories? Award yeah. show horror stories? Yep. Uh, okay, this is a little bit of... Um, I have a couple. All right, so one, a model was drinking out of uh, a water bottle. What everyone thought was water. Oh, no. <laughs> and by the time it was the live part of the competition, was so drunk <laughs> that, <laughs> that she was collapsing during the live part of the competition.
0: Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. Just falling down on stage. Yeah. In her heels. Yeah. Oh, that's not funny, really. So
1: make sure if your model is drinking something, you know, make sure it's something that you've provided. You bring the bottle of water. Yeah. Because the last thing you want is, yeah, for her to be drunk.
0: What was the hairdresser doing? Was she trying to help the model? Like,
1: no, we'll see what happens at these competitions. You do the hair, you have the three hours to do the hair, and then you have to release your model. And then your models lined up, and then she's, she is walked in front of the judges so that so you don't she's know
0: she's out there by herself.
1: By herself, well, okay. with twenty other models, R- she's standing there or forty right. without because the hairdresser. The could, yeah, without the hairdresser because it, again, these competitions are fabulous because we don't know. Otherwise, if if the hairdresser is standing with her, then I know. Oh, it was that crazy guy gotcha. who was screaming at everybody, or oh, that's the American. I'm totally going to have that person win. These are clean, pure judging. So yeah, so so we could just see what the problem was oh the, the that's business. too bad there was another competition again i think this was a wella competition where they also they fly you in your model and your makeup artist in
0: okay no no no
1: no all right so this was the uh trend vision no so it was it was goldwell back to goldwell yeah. you're not allowed to bring your you have to do your own makeup you have to do everything oh. maybe that was Trendvision. and i'm sorry that i'm mixing these up that's one okay. of the ones where you have to do the hairdresser the salon professional is in charge of the makeup the hair the fashion the everything wow So this competitor, and sadly it was an American competitor, this was at the big, huge global competition, sent the model to the bathroom, where hidden in the bathroom was the makeup artist. And the makeup artist was doing the model's makeup in the bathroom. Scandal. It was scandal because who walks in but one of the judges goes back and tells the person who's the head judge, hey, by the way, that contestant, sadly, the American contestant, is getting professional makeup in the bathroom
0: oh, disqualified man. and then
1: as judges we're just like why is there an empty space here where there's supposed to be a model right why is that number missing oh disqualified and you find out after the fact what it was
0: hashtag scandalous makeup <laughs> in the bathroom <laughs>
1: <laughs> again what does that boil down to follow the rules
0: follow the rules yeah
1: so that person was all the way in i'm trying to remember where we i think we we're in paris and that person was disqualified
0: oh those are great those are great, great stories. All right. Any last words for the community?
1: Make sure it's something you want to win. Because sometimes the prize can be so fabulous, but it means you're out of the salon three weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. So if you're out of the salon, are you an independent stylist who, if you're out of my, if I'm out of my salon for three weeks, I'm missing three weeks of money. Yeah. So. So what's fun for some of these competitions, you want to make the finals. You want to get the excitement of the competition. And I got to tell you in, in Goldwell's color zoom, they come out with flags representing the country. It is like the Olympics. It is so exciting. Wow. It is a aha. So everything is so exciting, but make sure you want to win it mm-hmm. because you're then ultimately giving up a lot of time. It is such a great honor. And that's one thing I do want to say that when I judge these things, and I, I consider myself a really good and fair judge. I look at every picture and I really study every picture and I put my, my head into the person that entered to the hairdresser, the makeup artist and I just think of that team putting this picture together and, and after they shoot, 100 pictures, that's the one they picked to send. I think about them. Mm -hmm. And I think about how much this means to them and how they are sitting in their salon waiting to get the call to see if they won or they made the finals. And it means so much to me. I'm so excited for everybody, for everybody who's part of that. And it means so much to me. I do not take my judging lightly. I take it very seriously and it means so much to me that it means so much to the person entering and i love i it's such an honor to judge us and i love judging these things and whenever i'm invited to do it i consider it an honor
0: that's fantastic i love it great advice thank you for coming thank you for talking to everybody um where can people find you on social
1: okay so definitely follow modern salon We uh, love to repost. We repost uh, six to eight times a day. You can follow me, I'm at Mm ModernMaggie1. And uh, I wasn't able to post for about a year.
0: Because I'm sorry, say it again.
1: I was not able to post for about a year, oh. and I just finally got back on. And now that I know my because password. you lost it,
0: your password? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I lost my, my password. Gosh. Hey,
1: and shout out to Allison Alhamid, yes. who got me back on. Because oh, she said, was there ever, ever a password that you used? And I said, well, there was this one password I used for a minute. And sure enough, that was it. <laughs> but it was Allison who really struggled. I mean, I had, I'm telling you, I could not get it emailed to me because it went to some extinct email. I yeah. don't know where it was going. I oh couldn't get gosh. back on And I was going to go to the Instagram offices and say, help me. But Allison, that's a, that's Allison Alhamid. Yeah. And follow more her. More
0: common. Yeah. Yes. Uh, definitely follow Allison.
1: Alison Alhamid. She's uh, Modern's chief editor. She's fabulous. She's socially savvy. She is, she is a magical person.
0: She said that every day uh, someone at Modern is in charge of the Instagram. Modern Instagram account. Do you have a day?
1: My day was up until next week was Friday's. Okay. And uh, again, when I go to repost, I, I try to find somebody who doesn't have a ton of followers.
0: So, what's your day coming up?
1: Thursday. So, Switching you're, to your Thursday. new day is
0: Thursday. So, when this episode drops, Maggie's day is Thursday. So, uh, uh, DM bomber all day Thursday. To
1: um, modern Maggie 1. could do that yeah Yeah. and and i you know what i like it i'll start looking at those for because i usually go to moderns i'm going to go to my own to modern maggie one and i'm going to look make sure it's great photography i know the hair is going to be good good and uh you don't have to have a ton of followers i actually like to find that person that doesn't have Mm -hmm. a lot of followers i want i want these people i and i like to see it i I screenshot what they have when before i post it and then i look like the next day to see Hopefully they get new followers, right. uh, and you can always tell mine because they're the worst captions ever. <laughs> I, I really, I really struggle with captions. That's I mean, really you can always funny. tell like Allison's are the best captions, Jamie the best captions, Mary Coletta the best captions, and Maggie Mulhern. <laughs> I like this hair. They're not that bad. <laughs> they're just not that just bad.
0: tag the artist, right?
1: <laughs> tag the artist. Uh, just you know, tag. Her. Don't this.
0: even try to do the captions.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wish I was better at those. Just
0: throw some emojis.
1: Oh, I do that. Okay. You can always tell my emojis cuz I usually do 3 in a row. 3 in a row just a big love <laughs> this the the hearts and the eyes. I love that one. That's my favorite one. Yep. Applause. I'll do that one 100%. Yes. Fist bump. I love all those emojis. Me too. We we are the same on captions.
0: <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Maggie. This has been fantastic.
1: Thank you for having me. This was really a lot of fun. I love I love Salon Republic. This Thank is you. just the coolest thing. Thank you. you took me on a little tour. I can't wait to go on another one. I'm kind of blown away by this. Thank you. Uh, I love that it's kind of like a cruise ship. You've got the outer the outer offices or the outer suites Studios. and the inner yeah. suites and it's just so clean and neat and fabulous and fun. It's like a really fun
0: environment. Thank you. We love try being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And I'm back. Next week's loot will be a tools and bags brand travel case called the Classic, which is the ultimate hairdresser and barber travel bag. This is done by, this is the brand owned by Tab Cuts Hair, who is an early guest on the Hair Game podcast and a good friend of mine. You can carry all your tools together in this slim, compact, durable case. Um, He does not pay me to do this, by the way. This is just a bag that I think is really cool, and everybody that I know who has it loves it. So I'm going to give one away. Actually, he doesn't even know I'm going to give this away, but I did just DM him. For a chance to win, write a review on the Apple Podcast app or Stitcher.com for Droid users. The review has to include your exact Instagram handle so I know who you are. Make sure you're following The Hair Game Podcast on Instagram and me, Love Eric Taylor and then I put your name in my bag. Each week, I pull a name and I announce the winner at the beginning of every episode. And you have to be listening to win, so you can DM me with whatever I need to send you your pod loot. If you don't win, keep listening because your name stays in my bag in my office and you could win any week on any episode. For complete details, go to salonrepublic.com. Next week's episode will be my interview with Buddy Porter. Until then, have a great week.